0: What's up guys and welcome back to Paint Bravely, the podcast where you can find a little bit of encouragement, discover new ways to make your hobby more fun, and most importantly, learn to paint bravely. Now we got some some pretty, some pretty good back and forth this week, feeling pretty good about it, I think we have a lot of stuff to actually catch up on. Uh, Brent's got his fancy schmancy drink, I've got my rando green cup, and I think we're uh, pretty much ready to go. So, Brent! I haven't really talked to you in the last couple weeks what have you been up to
1: well good to talk to you too casey now we're gonna start on a bit of a bummer here so (laughs) released that uh fishing video last week or two two weeks ago sure 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 and it right to 10 out of 10 which is yeah youtube's way of quantifying how bad your videos are doing right and that's all right you know i Every every time I release a, a video that includes a canoe or the great outdoors, right to the bottom. Yeah. You know, mini painters, they're they got a one track mind, they're only interested in, in one thing. And that is not that is not fishing in canoes and the great outdoors. So doing a little bit of a reset over here in Goobertown and I'm just kinda kind of retrenched a little bit and I'm doing some 3D printing been uh printed out demons for for rain in hell mm, yes this game you familiar you with this won't
0: read the book for but you'll definitely print the minis out for it. yes
1: yeah that's how i feel about most <laughs> games yeah
0: i know <laughs> um yeah like i'm uh i'm excited to see what you got for that because uh i i know a couple of companies here and there that have some pretty sweet you know demon models but uh mm-hmm. how many do you need? rain in hell is it like eight or is it four 4v4 I can't remember
1: it's somewhere in between the two yeah they've they've got a point system they have a point system so this okay, is cool. yeah this is rain in hell it's a model agnostic game it's the one from Vince Venturella and Adam from tabletop minions and yeah you you have a, a war band of demons in hell fighting for uh, you can be fighting for various things but some some sort of demon ambition of right. some kind. Yeah. <laughs> and it's model agnostic, so that means you pick the, the figures from whatever company you want, or you make them yourself out of clay, and call Ooh. it a demon, and, and go to town. So, yeah, they, they have names like Spiked Demon, and Corpulent Demon, and okay. Armored Demon. And so... Okay, cool. It's it's like just enough to give you a hint of kind of, you know, give you some ideas of what you should be thinking about as you're picking out models. And I've been having a lot of fun. Because there is so much stuff you can use. I've got orcs and ogres and an actual demon minis in mind. And That's yeah. true. I
0: guess, I, I suppose, you know, we talked about that before. Like, they don't even have to be demons. You just have to paint them like demons, right? Mm-hmm. So once you once you get them to a certain place, you, you know, you give them those flaming red eyes or whatever, and you're like, look at that. Demon orcs. Perfect.
1: Yeah. And uh, Salesman Adam, Salesman Vince, they talk about the fact that different cultures, demons are different things. That's very true. Yeah, sometimes they're red, sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're, they're hairy and covered in, in ice and, and frostbite. Right. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> That's true. So, I've kind of been on a mission to go into the depths of my my STL files to find mm. uh just representatives from a whole bunch of different companies to print out and make something kind of fun. Yeah. Fine. Do you have do you have a hard time
0: going through your STLs?
1: Mhm. Because I do not organize them properly when I <laughs> download them.
0: Okay. Just checking. Like I have the I have the absolute worst time. Like I've forgotten half the crap that I have, mm-hmm. and then uh, I go through like I have a, everything's in a Dropbox, and it's technically organized, but then I I don't know. Like, like I feel like not enough of these companies provide like pictures for easy reference. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like oh, this is in this set. This is exactly what you're looking for. You know what I mean? Like it, it's. Sometimes there are good pictures. Sometimes there aren't. But man, it's it's hard. So I I always end up like starting fresh, looking for something. I'm like oh, demons. Oh man, I, I don't know if yeah. I have any of those, and I probably do. I have hundreds.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of the file names for all these STLs are like Lysandra's left arm supported, right, fixed, supported, sword, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> supported, fixed. So yeah, it's like ah,
1: uh... yeah. And and yeah. some of the companies do do a pretty good job of putting just a, a JPEG file in there that has the the pictures with labels of who Lysandra even is right. and whether you care about her left arm or not. Yeah,
0: yeah, but and only uh, only a handful of them. But anyways,
1: <laughs> well, yeah. So so really, the last week or so, I've kind of been reminding myself how much of a time sink that three D printing can be, and I'm having fun with it, but you know by the time you find the files you want and get them supported and get the printer working and clean them up and yeah, yeah get them cured and then assemble them if they need assembly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a hobby in itself and if you like it, uh and I do like it is, except for the part where you get a little bit of resin on your fingers, you wash that off. Sure, sure. yeah. 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 <laughs> I have a solution for
0: that. It's a hot tip, but not really.
1: Oh, you going to save. Ooh.
0: I mean, okay. It felt like it felt like you, you paused there for me, like specifically. Because and only because like twenty minutes ago Brett and I just talked about the uh the I, I got the Anycubic like uh wash and cure station they sent to me and I tested it out and it actually was awesome. And I got like no resin on my fingers. Uh and yeah, so and bringing that up kind of reminded me of that, which is why I'm now stepping in to say that's a hot tip. Like, those washing care stations are actually pretty good. So, anyways, <laughs> I just wanted to throw that in there. It's because
1: we just talked about it. <laughs> right on. Okay, so that's, that's a little bit of an update about what's going on over here. But why don't you uh, fill the people in yeah. about what you've been doing, Casey?
0: Well, as a, I don't know, segue, if you will, um, I'm going to jump off with a weird one. So my wife and I were talking the other day and she she just kind of like came out came at me from like left field and she's like, well, I have this really, I have this idea for a game. I'm like, oh, a game? Well, what kind of game? It's like, well, you you have certain mod like a small amount of models and, and then they fight and then, you know, somebody else has a small amount of models and they and then and you they can play together. It's like, oh, like a skirmish game, like something small, right? So very much in this, reign of hell style of thinking the catch was she said, well, why don't you make a bunch of molds and then mold candy? What? Right. right? Okay. St- stay with me here. So you would make up however many teams of like four to six characters. Each of those things would have their own rules. And you could make an infinite number of different teams and whatever. There wouldn't have to be necessarily any kind of balance. But the actual models themselves would be cast in hard candy. Mm-hmm. And when you lose, you eat that shit. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Your guy dies? Oh, did I kill you or whatever the hell that's called? I'm like, mm.
1: and you get to eat it. mm it's been a long time since I've had a like a Jolly Rancher hard candy. I don't know if my right. teeth are up to that anymore.
0: I mean, I don't think mine are, but technically I'm excited
1: to find out. I
0: mean, you could you could do like some pla- uh, not plastic but like a uh, chocolate or something. Something some quick, workers, something originals. Yeah. yeah, something easy. And, and the game would have obviously have to be some kind of quick fast skirmish on uh some kind of board that would be somewhat universal. So of course, because my wife and I just do this You know, we we, we start talking about ideas for like a business or a company or whatever product. And we go down the rabbit hole because we're terrible. You know, we're talking like, well, you know, people have chess boards and they have checkered boards at their house like most people do. It's pretty standard. So, like, there's your board, right? That's that's easy enough. You can draw that out. You can print that out. Um, Rules don't have to be super overly complicated. Like. Your warband could have a few different things that that you do with some dice rolls, and you got some very basic math combat stuff. And the whole idea is that, you know, you go out, you buy your couple-dollar thing of candy, and and you can actually do something with that, and then loser uh, doesn't get to eat their candy.
1: (laughs) Now, do you play with the, the figures wrapped? I
0: mean, if you put them like in foil, you know, because you could individually wrap them like like a Hershey's mm. Kiss, then sure, you, know, you don't get like fingerprints and stuff on them. Then you unwrap mm. them and and bite their heads off. Um, it's the a other, good gimmick. It's it's definitely a gimmick. And then and then alternatively to that, you do like injection molding of simple plastics, right? Like rubbers. So that 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 way you can actually go out and get that if you wanted to continue playing this game. You know what I mean? So there's like a collectability, like a Pokemon-esque skirmish thing going on,
1: and you're just but, sharing this on yeah. the internet for for anyone to scoop right up.
0: I mean, look, like if somebody were to actually go out and do this, then uh, I will gladly call my lawyer and point this podcast out, uh, and they will find your IP address, and we will we go will to war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't have a problem with that. No.
1: <laughs> yeah. As discussed um, <laughs> on last podcast episode, Casey also has like a pretty good uh, spy shop near him. I do. It's very good. Yeah. yeah. He's got yeah. lawyers. He's got the high tech devices. And I do. This I do have is, lawyers, this is yeah. his idea about the the candy cane skirmish Can- game, yeah, 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 yeah. and I just named it. So
0: Can- candy I'm cane. I'm in on this
1: too. It's a three way split. Yeah. <laughs> Think about it.
0: I mean, I don't know what I would call it or anything. And there goes Brent again. Again, on this podcast. You know, we haven't had a good inside joke for a while, I feel like. Uh, somebody needs to make a suggestion for next time. Um, I I don't know what to call it, though. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Candy, candy cane. That seems too Christmassy, but, you know.
1: A hey, Christmas expansion.
0: Right, you could, exactly.
1: We'll, we'll workshop it.
0: See, I, I do think it's an interesting idea, because as long as you had decent rules you know basic d6 rules right couple different things per each you know a little piece of paper comes in that whatever it's like price of a candy bar could be cool
1: just be chess where you eat the pieces
0: I mean essentially although yeah where's the money probably in probably a though? thing yeah, well, yeah. well actually right now <laughs> like chess is huge right now <laughs>
1: what are you selling the the rule set to chess i mean They're just an I, asterisk I, <laughs> at the very bottom of the rule set not, because, yeah this is chess. eat it's just eat chess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i mean i was i was going off the chessboard idea as more of a movement thing like oh you move one square two squares right yeah. so you don't you're you don't just have gonna to necessarily end up with a lawsuit
1: when somebody chokes on a rook though yeah this is i mean
0: that would be on them like you separate <laughs> like how about this? How about this? The rule will be like, Oh, the board you play on, uh, you can print it out on our website, mm-hmm. yeah. whatever this game is called, dot co whatever. I don't know. Um, and then, uh, it'll just be literally a printout of a chessboard. And then yeah. you can be like, Oh, well I could just use my chessboard.
1: Well, as long as we're using this podcast as kind of a, a founding document, uh, yeah, I want to yeah. state for the record do not eat pieces that are not edible. Mm, uh, yeah. Chew if it requires chewing before swallowing, but don't hurt your teeth. And but I am not a lawyer, but don't eat anything well, you look, shouldn't
0: like, eat. Are those warnings on Jolly Ranchers? Because I don't think they are.
1: <sighs> Jolly Ranchers, the hard candies, are legitimately dangerous. They are. They will pull out fillings, like, oh, in an instant. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So... Uh, Man, I don't even want fact to think though, about it anymore. Uh,
0: yeah. I have never actually had a cavity or a filling. Yeah, weird. I don't know. Good for also, you. Also, haven't been to the dentist in twenty years, but that doesn't really matter. Um, yeah, hard candies
1: not a problem. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, it's an idea worth thinking about.
0: I thought so. I thought it was interesting.
1: Now, Casey, this is a podcast about painting minis. Mm. Um, have you Edible painted paint. anything recently? Or? <laughs> let's 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 move this along. Let's talk you about painting something. Let's let's talk about tips and tricks. Okay.
0: Tips and tricks. Okay.
1: Uh, let's
0: see. I painted up and uh, actually three D printed a little bit too. Um, a Nurgle Rhino, so it's a tank. Yeah, I think I showed. We we talked about the. Uh, yeah,
1: I think I think we're double dipping <laughs> a little bit here, but.
0: Well, because I, I I printed out the dozer blade, mm. right? But now it's done. This is actually I, I like for work this week. This is what I've been working on, uh, and it's done, which is cool because it's uh, so pretty early in the week as of right now we're recording this. Um. But yeah, I uh. I painted out that, I did the the chipping, I did the highlighting, Dozer Blade turned out really cool, it actually looks like the other tanks, and uh, I actually got to use my Dremel to mess this kit up even more, which was pretty fun, I don't usually get to use a Dremel to take away plastic, like, in a mm-hmm. serious manner, but, uh, you know, if you push hard enough on a on a GW plastic kit with a Dremel, it will start to melt, and it smells. Oh yeah, So, Absolutely. Yeah, that that does not happen to me very often. <laughs> okay, so, here's, uh, yeah.
1: here's a topic. For a very brief amount of time, I tried to use a Dremel to remove mold lines. Ooh. And it didn't work great, but it didn't work <sighs> terrible either.
0: Well, were you using like the, the sanding wheel, or were you using something else?
1: Um, I was using one of the really small-tipped ones. Okay. And so I have uh, a Dremel that's, I mean, it's fairly, it's fairly beefy in the hand. It's a, it's a, one of the battery charged ones. It's a, it's oh, a rotary okay. tool, battery, rechargeable battery. And it's uh it's got a lot of weight to it. So you, it's a little bit more like you're moving the model more than you're necessarily using the yeah. drill, like a, a pen or something. Okay. But yes, it's got, you know, a, a tiny head that's abrasive and I was having okay luck with it. Just real quick zooming along the mold lines. And, you know, and, and, and there were mistakes. You know, there was... Mistakes uh, were made, yeah. Mistakes were made. Mistakes get made. <laughs> but it, it it wasn't the worst thing that I've ever done. Okay. And the day may come again when I return to thinking that this magical tool is the way to go For cleaning up models before you prime them,
0: um, so my Dremel is the like precision Dremel, the small one. Ooh, Uh, it's very nice. It's not battery powered. It's lightweight, uh, adjustable speed, um, all sorts of different sized abrasive tips and sanding wheels and buffing wheels and wire brushes and all that sort of right, right, right. Dremly stuff. Um, I don't think I would ever try to do that <laughs> like i have like a lot of control with that dremel and like uh, i got some good footage of like of of coming in on this rhino taking out plastic card along like some edges and it like you know it just cuts it out it's like real satisfying stuff uh, mm-hmm. but i don't think i would ever try to take a mold line off <laughs> like that feels so dangerous to me because even even with this one on a low speed like if that bit catches a little like I, I would like if I was on a space marine leg and I would say I was at the bottom of the foot and it just caught it would run up all the way up the leg into that crotch and just start biting away and it would be awful awful I can't imagine that that's a good way to clean off mold lines or like better than a sanding stick
1: it's faster than a sanding stick oh I bet it's faster <laughs> <laughs> No, I think if you get like the right cone attachment, okay, sure, maybe,
0: yeah. maybe that's what I'm missing here. Uh, my my bits are all too bitey. Maybe I need like a, right. a an abrasive cone.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I see. I see what you're saying. I got. I got a cone somewhere. I can try a cone. Like, yeah.
1: Now this is the sort of thing that uh, again we cannot be held liable if you ruin some nice models <laughs> okay. by taking our <laughs> yeah. advice which is I did just explain exactly what will happen if yeah. you do
0: that. <laughs> like in, in graphic detail, okay? That's what will happen.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're doing a bit of a good cop, bad cop thing sort of here. <laughs> yeah. And I'm I'm telling you what's the worst that can happen if you take a Dremel to your models in an effort to clean up mold lines and Casey is saying, "Do not do that. It will go bad on you every time." Yeah. Almost every time. Like even when I'm
0: I'm being super like careful, um because I've had weirdly like because of um body models on eBay you get a lot of like weird head swaps. And people will feel like a, and especially in a space marine, that, that mm-hmm. neck, you know what we were talking about before, it's like it's a depressed neck. It has like a, a collar around it, so it's it's a hole. Mm-hmm. That the head just drops right in. Man, like people will put like five minute epoxy in that for real and it's like why why would you put no there's no reason for you to fill this like i i don't understand it but like even that trying to break through with like some pretty abrasive tools like it, something bad almost always happens when using a dremel like it it is inevitable even with like a soft wire brush on metal models which does an amazing job at cleaning them up getting into the the real nice crevices getting the like real nasty stuff off like you will accidentally just spend too much time on one spot and you'll see a couple of marks from that brush even if it's super soft metal like it doesn't matter don't use a dremel on your expensive ass gw models just say.
1: you know who has really good rotary tools and really good control with them dentists that's a good point good enough for your teeth Good enough for your space marines. So that's what I always say. I mean, okay, but okay. but no, for real. Like, <laughs> if if you are a dentist or a dental hygienist and you have that that dexterity and that really nice rotary tool,
0: yeah, the 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 nice one.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, because I mean, I mean, they're using that like a pen. Oh yeah, and they've they brace their hands. They've got all the control in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Sometimes yeah. they hit your gums just for fun. That's not a mistake. They they don't have to. They they have the control not to do that, but they're just right. they just want to make sure that yeah uh, keep you awake exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah, the dentists are like that, notoriously. Like the yeah. stabby tools that that scrape plaque every so often, they just have to jab you in the gums on purpose to make sure. I don't know that you'll pay at the end of the. The serv- I don't well,
1: know why. It's to remind you of, of how skilled and talented they are the rest of the time.
0: Right, okay, that's a good point.
1: Yeah. yeah, Maybe when it comes
0: to the dangerous stuff, I'll trust them more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: But look, okay, here's what I'm saying, Casey. You, with years of experience with your, your sanding sticks and your X-Acto blades, we set you down with a fresh, new, mold-lined mini, and we set... Okay. And we set a dental hygienist down with their fancy rotary tool. They'll be through. They'll be through a squad before you get through that first one. I'm telling you,
0: you know what this feels like? Uh, and, and this might be a, a bit of a, a weird call. Weird deep cut. There's a guy uh, I keep seeing on Facebook and I think he's like a TikTok guy Um but it, 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 he's, like, reacting to, like, you know, five-minute video or whatever, five-minute crafts. Stupid, stupid garbage. Mm-hmm. And at the end, he just does the thing the normal way, and it's just like, yes, this is how you do it. You know what I'm saying? So You can imagine that in your head, just somebody does something the stupidest way, and then he just, like, you know, opening a door. It's like, well, I'm going to tape my hand with this thing, and then I'm going to put this pot thing over here. Uh, and then tape a handle to that, and then I'm, gonna, I'm gonna open this door, and, and then he's just like, "No, just open a door. That's how you open the door. Something stupid, right? But that's that's kind of what this feels like to me. Like dental well, hygienist gets out things, six thousand dollar Dremel. Now are you
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: innovation? Don't fix what's not broken.
1: Yeah, I mean, this hobby has gone through phases. You know, a, a while back, everyone was excited about null oil. And then everyone was excited about airbrushes. And then everyone was excited about contrast paints. And now apparently it's oil paints. Oh, next definitely. year, next year, Dremel tool mold line removal. That's going to be the new hot thing. <laughs> and again, this podcast is the podcast of record. You heard yeah. it here first.
0: <laughs> we got the ideas. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to mm-hmm. patent that now. Um, I mean, as far as, yeah, like you're... I see where you're going with the Nuln Oil uh, to the airbrushing and the contrast paints. I, I see that. Uh, I think ink's probably in there before oils. I'll give you there. I'm just going to throw that in there. Um. Yeah. All right. F- f- whatever. I'll, I'll ride with you. Dremels 2022.
1: Let us know how it goes. Yeah. I'm telling you, I've, I've had a few models that went surprisingly well. It went pretty well. good. I want to say like the third and fourth and fifth, maybe lesser results, but uh, maybe mm. frustrating results. And then I, I definitely just, remember just I stopped damage, doing right? it uh, for some reason. For some reason or another. Maybe that was just cowardice. I don't know. Maybe the reason was... I, hey, yeah.
0: you were dremeling bravely enough. <laughs> That's all it was. <laughs> Dremel bravely. Uh, yeah clean clean mold lines bravely
1: wonderful, wonderful, yeah.
0: just a man in his dremel
1: <laughs> so um, you were dremeling your rhino to try to give it a little extra texture, a little battle damage, a little character,
0: yeah, so this got sent to me, and it was already like pretty cut up um with the the intention to have it all battle damaged, yeah, you know when you think about oh yeah i'm gonna I'm gonna put some cuts in the armor. So you take your your exacto, and you, you make a cut in the armor. And then when you go to paint it, it's not exactly like how you think it was going to turn out. Yeah. Because it's like it's not an actual cut. You just slice the plastic, right?
1: And it's plastic. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it yeah. looks like that. Um, no, this is like, like legitimately cut into. Um, and I had to take it apart, kind of reassemble it. I printed out new doors, new hatches. Um, I got some, like, cool 3D spores that are growing out of it now. Um, yeah, I just kind of went to town on the whole thing, and I, I actually uh, had a really crappy time painting it. Like, really okay. a bad a bad time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like we should be focusing on that more than the, the Dremel. But,
1: uh... No, no, di- tell I me... Wait, I don't Wait, wait, why did you have a bad time painting it? What is this? I, you know what? I don't know, like...
0: Um, I've been I've been honestly trying to think about this and I wrote this down as a possible topic for today in our notes Um, I don't know how deep we can go it's just I don't know I just think I had a weird week like I was painting this thing and it was going along fine and I had the coats on there like everything was good and I started doing the weathering which I feel like I'm pretty all right at like I've done a lot of weathering on a lot of models and I'm pretty confident with the, you know, the the different techniques and tools that are required to do the things that I like to do. And for some reason, I just couldn't get it to work and it looked like crap. And then all of a sudden paint was coming up in weird places and going back down to plastic and like, I don't know, I was just, I I, there are like four coats of paint on this Rhino. And it was bare plastic when I started, and yeah I don't know i I just had a really crappy time painting it, and I don't know why
1: okay yeah i mean it, this this certainly happens to me of uh I, I i like regress a couple of skill levels or uh mm-hmm. yeah i I think I'm a better painter than I am, and then I just start <laughs> working on a model i you know trying to highlight some skin or something, it just comes out terrible.
0: Right, right. Yeah, It's like the last four or five models I've done in a row have been like, I feel so good about, uh, like, like they've been, uh, like for me, they felt like pinnacle moments, like really top of my game painting, right? Like I felt pretty good about it. And then I just, I come up against this stupid rhino that like should be so easy. It's a tank. It it doesn't even have to be more than one color, and it's just like it was impossible. I don't know.
1: Wow, sorry like, to hear that. I mean, yeah, your <laughs> yeah. Uh, your knight that you did recently looked really good. Uh, you did Mortarian recently, and then you're telling me right. you you just uh, ate it with this rhino, huh?
0: Yeah, it's like uh, yeah, like the Mort- Mortarian was awesome. Like I, I had a great time on that, and I thought it turned out cool. Uh, the knight. Um, (laughs) that was a shoulder pad and a shield. (laughs) I I got I got a lot of work on that
1: guy. Oh, okay, okay.
0: But those those both did turn out awesome. I liked those a lot. Um, but that's what I mean. Like I felt really good about that, right? Like enough to be like, that's a video. I painted a shoulder pad and a freaking shield, and that is the the video. Because I
1: felt you got the caution stripes on there. You've got the the sweet chipping, and actually I. I would have left it at that stage, you know, you put all kinds of like oil and stuff all over it, but uh yeah, and I, uh, I I like it just a little bit more clean, but that's just me. That's the that's the difference right. between us, I think.
0: Oh, I think I think when it comes down to it, yeah, like the our painting styles as it were. Like you've got a good cleanliness about you with your your painting
1: that I do appreciate. Sometimes I like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I I tend to just not <laughs> like I I can't even remember if I even have, like, a model around here. I guess it does, like, a... The grime uh, that, looks uh, good, too. Von Karstein, and, like, is the cleanest model I've been in a while. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's just one of those weird things. I just I never go that direction. I don't know. I mean, I have been working on Death Guard. It's kind of not...
1: No, I get you. I get yeah. you. Oh, um, man. the uh, I'm just saying, that, that shoulder pad with the caution stripes and the chipping, I might have stopped it right there before the grime, but... You do like your grime.
0: I do like the grime. And I mean it's it gives it a nice like rusty you know, look to it. It, it looks good. It
1: is good. It is good. good. You
0: know. Well somebody did point out that like this looks more like Iron was it Iron Warriors or something? Some space marine chapter I've never heard of. Um <laughs> other than, than Death Guard. I don't know. Um whatever. Caution lines are sweet. I put grime on it and Nurgle crap. It's Nurgle. Yeah, I don't know. That's sweet. That rules. It it does rule. <laughs> um, yeah, really I don't good. know. It's it's just a weird thing. Like I I was in a funk. Um, this was all of yesterday. Like I I did actually end up painting the whole thing, and I actually really liked the way it turned out. But like it took me, I swear, uh, eight hours to like assemble and paint. This rhino,
1: and I I can use sad music for the video. A lot of sad music. I should.
0: (laughs) I haven't even, I have not literally even begun to write a script or do anything for this video. I've, I recorded it and then I was like, all right, I'm not talking to the camera anymore. I'm too pissed off. Like, I I can't do it. And I finished painting it and I was like, this tank is sweet.
1: By the time (laughs) you see this podcast or hear this podcast, Casey's gonna have a a sweet video out about a rhino. if will see how he frames yeah. it up. Maybe he's just going to focus on the good and maybe he's going to wallow awesome. in the bad.
0: I, I hate wallowing. Yeah. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I don't know. It, it usually makes for a good video. Um, people <laughs> tend to appreciate the fact that, like, you know, oh yeah, you're making videos. Like, obviously, we're going to screw stuff up, like, just as often as most people. It's, it's just how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> so. I don't know. It's a, it's just a weird thing, like a weird journey this week in painting. Um, right?
1: Yeah. But but I did get bunk a hot times tip from along it. with the dank times. That's what we always say. Exactly. Yeah.
0: I, I did happen to get a hot tip out of it though, so I'm gonna share that. Um, so my initial approach is with the streaking grime, and and generally they have been have been to use a brush and brush it on lightly, let it sit, then come in and take it off, and you get the same kind of effect. Um, I have used an airbrush before and it's been fine, but you know, it's, it's kind of messy and it's probably not good for you. You really should be wearing some kind of respirator and have a good ventilation going on. Um, Enamels are pretty dangerous. So yeah, that sucks. But that being said, using your airbrush to spray brown enamels over something to do streaking grime effects and rust and all this stuff looks a million times better and if you can get the proper ventilation the proper mask whatever you need it should be the only way that you apply it
1: for the most part right well it it looks pretty uniform when you spray it on it's when you wipe it off that it starts to look cool right
0: yeah yeah when you wipe it off because it is a a uniform layer um you're getting it just looks more realistic like okay. when and, and you and you'll see if you if you watch the video. Brent doesn't watch my videos. Um I'm just kidding. I catch up. I catch up. I, I get I know there me too. <laughs> I'm terrible. I don't watch anybody's videos. <laughs> like everyone else is having conversations and watching videos and doing things. I'm like, I'm I'm making this tank and having a bad day. I'll be back later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is what it is. Um but the uniformity with the the streaking grime that way, once it's through the airbrush, um, it gives you a color consistency, especially over white, that looks more realistic. It just it just does. So sure, that's my hot tip. Try it through an airbrush. I think you'll be surprised.
1: I still haven't got on that train, man. I've I've almost been skipping over the whole oil and enamel train entirely. Maybe I'll get on eventually. Mm-hmm. I've I've dabbled a little bit, but I've mostly been skipping over. Just skipping over right to Dremel tools, I think. <laughs> right, you see, that's the thing, right? You, you we, you forgot the
0: ink section before the yeah. oils and enamel section, like, and that we can't just skip straight to Dremel, like you gotta, oh, you gotta get come in back there, around again. I mean, it will. They always do, Everything and and even that the oil stuff, again. all of these, uh, uh, scale modelers, every scale modeler is, is like, yeah, yeah, oils. It's literally been for the last thirty years, guys. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Nothing new. <laughs> like panel lining, oh panel lining! All these Gundam people, like ah, panel lining, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's whatever. People are stupid. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. No, it's it's interesting to see how these uh kind of bits of common knowledge come and go. But yeah, yeah.
0: It it is interesting because there are trends, and I mean, obviously, we're pretty guilty of like hopping on certain trains at certain oh, of times. Course. Of course, you know, I mean, we have to, right? It's, Part of the gig. Um although I, I do feel like airbrushing uh was a trend, everybody laughed at it and now it's kind of a staple. Mm-hmm. Um like I, yeah. I'd say a majority of the painters in this hobby, at least at least fifty percent, own an airbrush. I have to imagine.
1: There's there's something to be said for the trends that don't require you to wear a respirator though. A good point <laughs> i gotta say, like the uh yeah inks and or, or or brush on inks and brush on contrast paints and the null oils and when mm-hmm. dry brushing comes back in a big way again and i i gotta say that's uh there's a certain appeal to those things over oils enamels, even three d printers or anything that gets yeah. things uh sticky or smelling bad. Or is obviously not super good for your health. Yeah. Yeah, those those trends uh come with a little extra cost and Sure. Although I guess I suppose it depends
0: on the type of person you are too. Oh sure.
1: Oh um, well some people are like, yeah, fire it up. Like that's see Right. I mean I was just talking yeah. about how to try to incorporate more power tools into our hobby,
0: so <laughs> This is a toothbrush. It's not your toothbrush. <laughs>
1: Yeah, other the the micro <laughs> resin dust is uh probably also not great for your health so
0: that that one
1: out of the out of
0: most of them i actually am more cautious about than any other thing mm-hmm. uh because i've worked a lot around asbestos uh specifically um like i've never done any like abatement myself but you know i've worked in places that have it that have had to have it removed. And there are certain procedures and all these, all these rules that you have to follow and paperwork that you have to fill out. Something happens. Um, and like, I've, I've just, I've heard of people and I've seen people who've, who've dealt with that from like 30, 40 years ago when they didn't know better. So it's kind of on that same level, you know, it's like, there are certain things like, you know, if I'm outside and I'm spray painting, like, I'm sorry, I'm not wearing a mask. Like I know I'm going to breathe that in. But I also know it's not going to necessarily kill me in 30 years. You know. Whereas uh, resin dust and, and microparticles that, that can settle into your lungs deep and then cause cancer in 30 years, like, that that seems legit.
1: Yeah. Always use caution when using your Dremel on <laughs> your minis. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And especially on resin. <laughs> Which I have taken, okay. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I need to take a step back. So I was doing this commission job like a year ago, a year and a half ago. I don't even know when it was, two years. <laughs> um, and I definitely used a Dremel to remove mold lines on very expensive Forge World models. 100% that happened.
1: Yep. Good. Good to hear.
0: It it was good, because the mold line slippage was so bad that there was no sanding that could have fixed it. Thanks a lot, Forge World.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, very good. So what right.
0: else? What else have you been up to?
1: All right. We talked so about we want my to painting. Follow up on, on something we mentioned last week. So I said that I'd been trying out some new airbrush paints mm. and actually kind of enjoying them. And it's recently come out that uh, the the paint company that is coming out with a new line of airbrush paints mm, is Army Painter. And so yeah. that's what I was experimenting with. And they sent me uh, a triad of bone colors <sighs> and a triad of, of teal colors or turquoise colors. And yeah, they uh they applied well. They didn't jam up my paintbrush particularly quickly. I mean after Sander-y. after ten minutes or so you gotta you gotta flush it out, but yeah it, it uh I mean, it's good. It's good. Yeah, I it didn't bother thinning them or anything, but I gotta say it it worked nicely. And then yeah, the fact that they come in a triad of kind of uh, dark Shadow color and then mid tone and then highlight color. Yeah, that's that's always convenient and fun. Um, it's great, honestly. Like I wish
0: that. Well, I should say I wish that GW earmarked it a little bit more than they do, because sure. they do sort of do that in most cases.
1: Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I wish. I wish more companies would would do that. And, and of course you can mix your own paints and you can figure out how to make your own shadow colors and, and and highlight colors. But as long as you're spending a lot of money on tiny bottles of paint, they might as well do as many convenient things for you as they can. And so, yeah, for, for a while now, I've enjoyed the fact that uh, Reaper does the same thing of, of selling Mm -hmm. triads of colors. Uh, I've always liked that them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I, I had a pleasant experience using Army Painter paints, and we have definitely said some some negative things about their their main paint line on this channel. <laughs> I think and, it's mostly the
0: foam issues that that we have.
1: The what issues? With foam. Oh no no not not. not <laughs> 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 we've we've had a bit of a chuckle about their. Uh really fancy packaging on sheets of styrofoam for for their their terrain game yeah, master line that,
0: that I'd say we've had the most conversation about that. I can't say that we've actually talked about their paints that much
1: well they they have the thing that they they kind of settle out pretty quick and they need a lot of shaking and we have gotten comments on this channel about you need to you know, sort of drain the ketchup juice before (laughs) you shake up your Army Painter paints. So, uh, and I've actually been (laughs) trying to look into this more, but essentially if you buy a bottle of Army Painter paint and it's never been used before, it's going to have a couple of milliliters of just colorless, clear colorless paint medium on the top. Right, yeah. And some of that's because the paint's been settling, but I think part of that is actually just how they package the paint. And Casey is reaching for something here, but
0: I I I just grabbed a bottle that I have not used of uh, <laughs> army painter paints ultramarine blue. I haven't literally yeah. touched this bottle in probably two three years. Okay, I I just just because you're saying it, you can keep talking.
1: Uh, okay, I'm going to. I can see it's the older packaging on the side of the one that you just grabbed. So yeah, it's definitely yeah. an older one, but. Um, I was actually at my local game store, and I picked up a a couple of fresh bottles of Army Painter just to see what they look like kind of straight from the factory. And, yeah, you can definitely tell that the the top milliliter or two is clear. So I'm watching you on the screen there kind of squirt out some blue paint. But I've I've got a couple of good film clips of me taking a bottle of Army Painter paint and you know, without shaking it, just squirting it into a little clear cup. And you can definitely get some just straight paint medium coming out. And again, partially that's because of how it settles out, but partially I think they do package it that way. Uh something about about drying. Uh, <laughs> Casey's making a giant mess over there. He's, he's got did. a paper towel that is entirely blue. Oh it's uh, not don't even put blue. your arm in that. Yeah, it is purple. Purple, fine. Ultramarine. Your, your blue. webcam's not the yeah. best, and my monitor is not the best, but That's ultramarine true. purple. Um, there you go. Yeah, I
0: I just poured out all the excess medium on top. A little bit of blue came out, and now it seems like it's a nice thick paint. So, uh, I'll try that later. See if it see if it
1: works pretty good. Yeah. So, but I've I've uh bought a lot of army painter paint. When I got back into the hobby, I bought their, their mega set or their complete mega set. I bought their most mega of sets and got like a yeah. hundred army painter paints. And I think I have mentioned this, but the first time I went to go use some paint and just clear liquid came out, I was confused and unhappy, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh We've all been there, Brent. (laughs) Since then, the advice that we've gotten is to squeeze out the clear liquid and then put some mixing balls in there and shake that absolutely as much as you can.
0: Man, yeah, so much innuendo.
1: So, and and of course, that seems like a hassle, and I have definitely complained uh, about that too. Of you know, even if that's the
0: actual way to do it, that's a lot.
1: It is. It is. Yeah. Um. And so, you know, on on my channel, I've kind of tended towards Vallejo paint as, as the brand that I just, you know, have on my desk most of the time
2: mm-hmm.
1: and always willing to try new things. But it's it's definitely the case that Army Painter is available in more stores, or at least it seems like Army Painter is available in more stores than any other brand um in particular like they they sell a lot of starter sets of like a Dungeons and dragons miniature drizzed, and you know tent well agree to disagree on that but
0: <laughs> wait what wait what
1: <laughs> Drizzt. Uh, we just pronounced I, that what I said? Drizzt slightly differently slightly and th- that's all <laughs> it's
0: not it's not Drizzt, is that no
1: However, you uh, pronounce uh, D R three Z's and a T. I don't know. Drizzed. <laughs> Do Erdan. Dow da- Erdan. Isn't
0: there isn't there a a, a drizzed movie or a TV show coming out? Is there Netflix? Really? I'm not even joking. So we're gonna know pretty soon.
1: Uh, viewers at home, let me know if you've read the Drizzt prequel trilogy, because I sure I have. Did. And I the Underdark is a crazy place, <laughs> let me tell you.
0: <laughs> Ironically, weirdly, coincidentally, uh, the only D&D, uh, books I've ever actually read those, those books.
1: Really? Yes. Menzo Barazin.
0: Yeah, I don't even, I couldn't even tell you. I literally tried so hard to get through them, and I, I got through them. I couldn't tell you a thing about them.
1: There was a, a few key dwarf. details are coming back to me. There was some. I'm pretty stuff. sure he fought an owlbear. Look, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. There is, uh, there is a very famous, uh, dark elf, yeah,
0: it uh, is. drow
1: <laughs> called Drizzt. <laughs> yes, and if you go to your local uh, hobby store, but also sometimes local bookstores, sometimes, uh, just like the mall, you can buy. Yeah. Uh, any place that you can buy D&D stuff, a lot of times you can also get this paint set that's like one mini and ten Army Painter paints. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's really become the case that a lot of people are getting introduced to painting through Army Painter. And yeah. uh, I, I, I think <laughs> there is a little bit of a responsibility there for you and I, Casey, to make an effort to figure out how to really use that paint well because it is such a common brand. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's really hard to find a store that sells Vallejo. You pretty much have to comment or, or, like, special order Vallejo.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, the only store that I can think of off the top of my head that actually sells it, uh, or at least that still sells it in the area that I live, uh, is Hobby Lobby, and they, like, doubled the price and halved their stock in uh, all stores across the, the U.S., so almost not even worth it anyways.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, so Army Painter, way cheaper than Games Workshop, and better bottles, and certainly more available than Vallejo. Yeah. Um. So... Yeah, it, it uh, it's something that we need to learn how to use, and certain you know, some of their paints, some of their colors, I do like. Mm-hmm. The rest, I want to at least make a a real effort at learning how to use right. So I'm gonna, in in the coming weeks here, I want to try to you know, squirt out the ketchup juice, put the balls in there, really shake it up, and and see if I can get it to behave the way I want it to behave.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it that's the thing, like for a paint like this, like it it hits a certain level for most hobbyists. You know, it's not bottom of the barrel, like apple barrel garbage paints. Like it's definitely better than that stuff. Oh yeah. Um, you know, there are tons of uses for it. It, Even if you can't quite get it to work properly, like it's still great for terrain. still great for dry brushing, honestly, like a lot of the times. Um, that's one of my go-tos is, is for dry brushing is almost always army painter stuff. um, because it's, it's there, and I know Eye I'm going to go through it. Yeah. yeah, it's it's one of those things. Uh, and actually, their uh, uh, metallics are are decent; they're halfway decent. Yeah, and I, you know a lot of people talk about their shades too; they're pretty good.
1: Um, I like them. Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh, so yep. there, there are definitely a lot of things about army painter that are like definitely appealing to painters in general. And if we could figure out that magic secret sauce. And if mm-hmm. you can, as a PhD <laughs> chemist, like, please help us, Brent. <laughs> like, you must help us with this ketchup sauce. Uh, literally, Conundrum.
1: all I'm going to do is squirt out the ketchup juice, <laughs> put some balls in there, and shake it as hard as I, I can. And then shake <laughs> it for a few more minutes, and then shake it for a few more minutes. But so, um, so the secret could actually be, like, if
0: you own a Vortexer, like, Army Painter might be your best bet.
1: Yeah. Oh, we'll see what can be done. We'll see what can be done, but... It's it's a brand that I like most of their products except their flagship product.
0: <laughs> right. The big thing they do. That's
1: uh, true. So so I'm trying to figure out a, a way to uh make that uh, a little more usable for me their hmm. their main war paint line. Well, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. They they but, have
0: helped me out in a pinch a few times like uh their grass tufts are pretty exceptional. Oh yeah. Yep. Um their paintbrush is actually some of their they're nicer like the, the the master ones or the ones that are like the step above like uh when I was using pretty much exclusively citadel brushes like when I started um and even even only a few years ago when I started again um I bought an army painter brush their regiment brush and it had the, the funky like triangular handle and like man oh, that thing did so much more work than a citadel brush ever did for me
1: i think i still have a few of those squirreled away i'm i always save my slightly better brushes for a, for right. a special day and uh, just yeah. keep on using the the dirt cheap brushes that i use i should, <laughs> well, we should I have go a good in there treat myself to a there you go a, yeah a five-year-old army painter brush that i've had <laughs> in the back of my drawer yeah
0: it's so good it's got the tip yeah i, I have a good question for you though um do you still have your first paintbrush
1: I don't think so. i mm. i have a I have a bundle of used brushes, and that bundle definitely includes some older Citadel brushes. I which which would have been among my first brushes, but sure. I couldn't tell you. I don't have a clear memory if this was my first brush. I'm, I'm sure it was a Citadel brush, but I, I don't know.
0: I have my first brush. It's on display, which is is kind of cool. Um. They used to make them from sable, like their yeah. normal brushes, which has always been interesting to me because yeah. I think they're going to start doing that again or or they're doubling down on synthetics, but they're trying to make nicer brushes now. I don't know, it's a whole thing, but uh, I just thought it'd be interesting if you still had your first brush. It's a weird thing to have to just see, like, there's certain paint marks on there, and I don't know.
1: It's oh sure. Weird. I don't know yeah. that actually makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I need to make a video like <laughs> like a 3 minute long monologue of just talking about my first paintbrush. <laughs> yeah.
1: Now what I remember is, you know, you're you're talking about little dots of paint that are on the handle that you yeah, y- yeah you, you like remember you the pattern and you are like, oh, "Yes, yeah. that's the one. That's the one." Yeah. No, I'm remembering like a pair of cargo pants that I got goblin green on the crotch, and that was a, that was definitely a thing in in high school. Is I had yes. several pair of cargo pants that I liked, except then because they were my favorite pants, they were the ones I was wearing when I got like dots of goblin green on my crotch. I'm like hundred
0: oh, percent, <sighs> totally been
1: there, still wearable. <laughs> right? You're like, uh, if somebody asks, they'll. Get it. Nobody's gonna
0: ask. They're just gonna uh, look at me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey yeah i gotcha but
0: i still have furniture in fact i go to my parents house and uh they're still paint on some of their tile on their countertop like there's some ink in some of their grout too like on the same counter mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's still there um and like when i moved out uh, i was like i think it was uh, a long time ago now um they gave me their like old ass, uh, like kitchen set of, uh, dining room table and chairs. And there, there's definitely some drips of paint still on those chairs from awesome. a long time love ago. Love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <sighs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I was going to a couple of different stores to kind of make the point to myself that, Army Painter is everywhere and Mm -hmm. Citadel and, and, you know, Vallejo aren't. So there's like a comic book store in the mall that isn't really a comic book store anymore. It mostly just sells Funko Pops, but but it (laughs) it, it has the the D&D, you know, starter paint set. And then I went to a different kind of similar store that, you know, used video games, sort of comic store, lots of used DVDs and stuff. and. Actually, they didn't have that exact set. They had like a lot of D and D stuff, Pathfinder stuff. They didn't have that painting set, but they had one Citadel product in the in the whole store. Really? Would you want to guess what it was? Ooh.
2: <laughs> mm.
1: So this okay. is a store okay. that I had previously found. Um, what was it? the The heroes, the Space Marine heroes. Like kind of at the point of sale, you could buy a random Space right, Marine right. hero, but. Uh, that was not what they had this time that that's not what we're talking about this time
0: was it uh was it the uh, paint handles
1: nope, it was plastic glue it what? was citadel plastic no. glue they had they had a wall of like Dungeons and dragons books and dice and citadel plastic glue and here's the Ooh. kicker they had no models of polystyrene in the entire store. <laughs> so that glue would have done
0: nothing. <laughs> that and, and is amazing. And here's the rest of that story.
1: I needed plastic glue, so I bought a bottle anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: And they're like, oh, people seem to like this plastic glue. We uh, gotta somebody keep buying it, this. Yeah. Oh, man. I hope you got a good deal on that, because...
1: <laughs> it was only... It was six ninety nine. It was uh, okay. way better than I anticipated. I don't know what a... Yeah, I mean that's about
0: right for like a a bottle of, like uh, Tamiya Thin is like six bucks. So yeah, that's not bad. Like at an actual place, if you're looking to pick it up, yeah, not bad. Hmm. That's surprising. I mean, yeah, they probably sold it for like thirty percent off, like GW, MSRP.
1: Who knows? There was just that one, uh, that one data point, and I only bought it because I can't find my bottle of Tamiya Thin. Normally, I just. You know, fill that yeah. up with, with uh, hardware store chemicals, and and keep on going. But I need that little brush. The little brush is sweet. Yeah, I needed the, like bottle the bottle more brush. than I needed the the contents of the bottle.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man.
1: <sighs> so.
0: We're,
1: we're gonna keep going here. We got more stuff. We've already got. I, mean, I got, got. I got more lots
0: stuff. of stuff on my list. Like I, I did say at the top of the episode, like there's a lot of stuff. That, that doesn't necessarily yeah. uh, require
1: a main topic. Like we got a lot of crap to talk and about. And the the attentive viewer will will pull nuggets from this. Right. There's gotta be something useful in here. I so mean what, I, I
0: I'd throw down a couple of hot tips at this point, right? Two? Yeah, yeah, you
1: got hot tips. I don't I don't think I have any hot tips except uh go to Bull Moose Comics if you want to get some Citadel glue. <laughs> And that was that's actually a nice trip for me. That particular comic Bulma's, store used to be Low Jack Brent. Used to be my go to blockbuster. And so really? okay. but nowadays it's like a it's a pretty good store where you can get some magic cards, a good selection of your your dragon shield card sleeves, you got mm. uh mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
1: well, you get some dice, you get some you some used N sixty four cartridges. It's a good store. It's a good store. What was the last
0: used N sixty four cartridge you bought?
1: Uh, the last time I did anything like that, I just sold my my Wii, oh, oh. my I think my Xbox One, not uh, the
0: first one. <clears> I get <throat> which
1: day. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. No, okay. I, I got you.
0: I got you. Xbox, the first one.
1: I feel Don't like worry. I brought in three systems at the time.
0: I mean, this is like a homegrown store. This isn't some GameStop. You just got four dollars, right?
1: I didn't get a ton. I, I mean i'm i think sure I think, did, I, think but... I got like eighty bucks a store credit or something i mean not um, not a lot, but uh, then again I wasn't playing my Wii anymore, so it was all right
0: well, I mean, I don't play my Wii anymore i still it's literally still up it's like hooked up too
1: <laughs> yeah, you know me i'm a I'm a hoarder it's a, yeah. it's pretty good of me actually that I got rid of yeah, all yeah actually now that we're yeah.
0: talking about it like good for you man like yeah yeah good, thank, good thank cleaning you. out the clutter. Thank that's you. great. Nobody yeah. needs the original Xbox. Like, there's literally nothing on that console that you can't play on another console.
1: That's what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, the Wii. I this is different, you know. Touch control. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> nothing yeah. worth I mean, the, playing. The on The Wii that system. has
1: <laughs> its weird selling point. I I got that.
0: It did. I mean, I I okay. I bought a Wii for an anniversary present <laughs> to my wife. I know that sounds maybe not great. But it was great. We had a good, good. time playing Wii Sports, mm-hmm. like a whole two days straight before never touching it again.
1: Perfect. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a way to go. So uh, yeah, I think I used my Wii money and and bought some X-wing ships. Yeah, Wii money to buy Wii system. ships. I see. Sure. Yeah. That's Real good. good.
0: Come on, that's good. Real good.
1: Real good. Real good. <laughs> <laughs> and um man what else so i actually started up hobby streak again like a couple of days that, yeah. after stopping the, the last one or a couple of weeks whatever so, you're,
0: so you need the training wheels after some people called no, you it, out for being it's like, not even the
1: training wheels it's just it's become habit and it's yeah. a, it's a good reason just to to post what i'm working on up on on twitter so yeah, the the hobby streak thing is just I, I post a picture of something I've been working on up on Twitter every day. I hashtag hobby streak day whatever. And mm-hmm. uh yeah. I've been painting orcs or I've been 3D printing or what whatever the case may be. And for whatever reason I had the I had the hankering to just keep it going.
0: <laughs> just go for it. Number one, number two.
1: Yeah. you day hey. three.
0: Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't Let know people if I know, know I'm that. alive, and then I feel alive.
0: And <laughs> There's that, yeah. People farm a couple dozen
1: likes off of Twitter, and there you go. There you go. A
0: couple dozen, man. You're pulling like fifty, sixty. A uh, <sighs> hobby update. Come well, on. Don't now.
1: like to brag.
0: I'm not. I, you're not. I'm saying it for you. <laughs> I think it's more than that, anyway. It's like
1: get that. You know, four, or five dozen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Come on now. Don't 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 short sell yourself. <laughs>
1: All right, so, so what what else what else well, know, hobby, streak? hobby streak, you get that little bit of motivation in there yeah it's it's weird it's become it's become a little bit of a habit to me, but i'm I'm perfectly okay with the fact that I broke my my one that was up to like two hundred and forty or good. whatever because now it's healthy. Now the pressure's off, and I'm back to single digits again, a hobby streak, and it feels good. It's just yeah. what I do. It's not about the number, it's just what I do.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like the the numbers should be more about like uh, uh if people are following along, mm. you know, more than anything. Because like, look, if you made it two hundred days while hobbying and then posting something every day, and you miss like a couple of days, like, why would you feel bad about that ever? That's insane. I, I mean, yeah, I understand the feeling of done. having to start over, but like, man, that's that's an insane accomplishment. Like, no matter what, I mean, imagine. Imagine if we did a hobby streak for literally anything that was actually good for us. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like oh, I went 200 days without eating pizza. Yeah, you know, I'm just saying. I I would yeah. never do that. That's stupid. It um, actually it
1: actually <laughs> does make me think about those signs like this workplace has gone five days without yeah, an right? accident. Yeah, and. I mean, if it's only did five workplaces days, actually have that at one point? Because that seems like such a ridiculous sign to to put up. I mean, I
0: feel like every movie I've ever watched about like the eighties and industrialism pretty much said so, or yeah. like any anything that took place in Detroit, there was definitely it, that sign.
1: Okay, and it's implied that the sign is also you know supposed to have a really high number on it, but on the other k- side... <laughs> Every time that sign goes back to it's been zero days without an accident, that's a bad feeling. I mean, that was the premise of the movie Super 8. Was it?
0: Yeah, like like a bad thing happened, the sign got reset, and they're showing it, and then that's the start of the movie. Like, kid's mom dies in an industrial accident. Spoilers for Super 8.
1: <laughs> okay, alright, good to know.
0: <laughs> Just, that's, I don't know, it's the 80s, it's a the thing they do. Hmm. Like, I, I want to say there's a Michael Keaton movie about making cars in the 80s. It's literally like that. And then, for some reason, he, like, uh, steals a bunch of people from a, a mental institution and does some weird thing. But that yeah, sign is definitely in that movie. Yeah. I, mean, I don't what talking about there. I don't even you... know what I'm talking about Okay.
1: There. Some weird movie. But, but, yeah, it's it's been three days since Brent didn't have a hobby streak. Right. Yeah. This is, so, yeah so, it so a, when it's when it's workplace accidents there's like a dark side of that sign but for hobby streak yeah, yeah set it back to zero and start over that's fine no pressure it's not like somebody right. got hurt yeah nobody lost a thumb
0: unless you you know use the
1: unless that's right why then. you had to break your hobby streak for a few days to get those stitches yeah. come back
0: maybe we need to Figure set some how sort how of like a brush rule with set? your other
1: hand it's
0: yeah. <laughs> like is that what it is? Is that the hobby streak? It's like if you break it, it's not because you stopped doing it. Like you can skip a few days, your hobby streak's so good. You cut your thumb off, you need to reset.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hobby streak day two hundred and forty-seven. It's Snap. been zero days without an accident here in exactly. Google Learned exactly. how to paint with my right hand. <laughs>
0: That's exactly what I'm talking about. Like like the next time you legit stab yourself with an X-Acto knife, you have to reset. Otherwise you skip a day, it's fine. I forgive you. It's fine.
1: Wonderful. <laughs> or right. you know,
0: maybe maybe we, we uh take that down a notch from like actual human harm to like okay, uh I dropped my airbrush and the needle was out and the needle bent straight up. Well that is definitely Worth resetting my hobby streak of no incidents.
1: It's a narrow enough beam as it is, Casey. You don't need to. You (sighs) don't need to give people reasons to reset their hobby streak on the day. No, I'm saying instead of, right?
0: uh... Instead of if you skip a day, it's it's cool, man. Like I get it. It's it's just a vacation. Doesn't mean your hobby's gone. Doesn't mean you stop thinking about it. But if something bad happens, I, I get it. You need, like, a set of precedents. You know, you gotta restart and give it a little time. Say, this happened. We need to take responsibility, think about our actions, and start over.
1: Hobby streak day 245. Fixed my airbrush. Yeah. After breaking my airbrush.
0: (laughs) Day 246. I dremeled the nuts (laughs) off of a space marine. (laughs) Had to reset.
1: I see your point. I yeah. see your point.
0: Yeah. Workplace injuries.
1: I'm trying to think, I don't think I've. <laughs> I, was, I was just saying that I don't. as th- was just was trying to say the sentence. I don't think I've hurt myself too badly uh, doing the hobby. But then I'm remembering all the times where I, I have a video where I blatantly have a a, a, a band aid on one of mm-hmm. my fingers in mm-hmm. the video. That's happened yeah. a fair number of times, actually. Yeah. So. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I've definitely stabbed and cut myself with an exacto knife, being careful, and it still happens. Like it just does. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean it's mostly around that. A lot of airbrush incidents of stabbing myself with a needle because I forgot. Like oh, this, you know, I, I I grabbed it wrong or I did something. It's like there's there's a prick in the finger, you know, whatever it is. Um, totally stepped on something because I didn't vacuum my space or I walked through my space without shoes on and stepped on something that stabbed me on the floor from like some clip off of a sprue or something.
1: It's absolutely happened. Yeah, like a Lego. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Sure. That's where I wear that is why I wear crocs everywhere. (laughs) Get out of bed in the morning, Crocs go right oh, on, safety Crocs first.
0: man, huh? <laughs> I see how it is.
1: <laughs> hobby streak
0: of paint bravely has ended today.
1: <laughs> Look, Casey, pretty soon you and I are going to learn a lot about each other's That's personal habits. That's very
0: true, and some mm-hmm. of those things are not going to be good. <laughs> so, you know how Games Workshop, and I'm talking to, I'm talking to the audience right now because Brent knows what I'm talking about. Um, Games Workshop is having their three big events, right? They're doing one in Florida, one in Texas, one in somewhere I don't care about. Um, So, Brent and I decided, wouldn't it be cool to legitimately fly to Florida for no reason other than to pick up the exclusive model? And we both actually just randomly bought plane tickets and decided to do that,
1: so. Well, there's a little more reason than that. but there uh... is, I know.
0: (laughs) airing the lead a little bit just because it's funny but,
1: but yeah we stacked up a couple of kind of shoddy reasons on top of each other and, we, and we casey, had <laughs> I, casey and i are going to orlando florida in the middle of august to to hang yes, out and and buy holga Horn,
0: whatever the I special don't, I
1: honestly don't even know
0: we <laughs> don't even know what the model is <laughs> It's a a Chaos
1: Warrior variant that they should have just Ah, sold in general, but instead I've got to use my my flight credit from Adepticon 2020 to head on down to Orlando, Florida at the hottest time (laughs) of year.
0: The worst possible time.
1: Yeah. We're going to be meeting our friend uh, Danny from Miami, who actually lives in Orlando, Florida, or near there, and... uh, He's uh, he's the 3D printed tabletop DM, the 3D printing DM, Danny, mm-hmm. 3D printed tabletop.
0: Who also runs that D&D game that we talked about oh so long ago, that we were a part of with a bunch of other like people.
1: That's Danny.
0: Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> calling back. Yeah,
1: we haven't given any updates on that particular game for a while, have we, but... Not quite,
0: but uh, maybe you know, maybe you know. we'll
1: uh, we'll jumpstart that again. We'll see. We'll see. So, but, anyway, but no, Danny. Like uh, in theory, at least, Danny is putting us up in his home, and mm-hmm. we're gonna be <laughs> fixing his three D printers and stuff. it should be a merry old weekend.
0: It should be a really good time. I'm actually looking forward to it quite a bit. Um, it's kind of weird, you know. Like uh, I don't think a lot of people realize that. Like Brent and I don't actually know each other in person.
1: We've never met.
0: Yeah, not yeah. ever
1: actually. So we'll get some selfies together <laughs> to prove it. Yeah. That'll be, that'll be a hobby streak day entry. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, met Ubertown Brent
1: <laughs> on my Instagram. <laughs> Hello. It is nice to meet you. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, we got some, uh, we got some fun plans though. So we're going to hang out at the convention. I, at least for, some amount of hours uh, because you don't need a ticket to go in. So <laughs> we will be outside hang out and buying models, hopefully as many as possible. Is that the goal, Brent? We're going to load a backpack up like your shady ass friend.
1: Um, yeah, you know, I, 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 I'm the sort of person who, if I'm going to fly to Orlando, Florida to buy one Helga cleft hoof, yeah. horn might as well might splurge as well and get like mm. three so
2: mm.
1: yeah so I, I don't know what the rules <laughs> are if they're if they're <laughs> Depends, allowed yeah. to sell you three at once or or if i've got to get some some goobers to stand in line for me and pretend like they're buying helga Club yeah. to, and if horn, you want to
0: sign up for that just let us know down in the comments beforehand. just yeah if so you want to be th-
1: a straw buyer for yeah. uh Helga Klefthorn. Uh uh-huh. uh yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk. Definitely. Uh, for well, real well, though, yeah. if anyone is going to be in Orlando for this event, <laughs> yeah. it'd be cool to meet up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should, uh, should should mention that as a an actual real thing that could be yes. uh, quite enjoyable. I yeah, Absolutely. very much enjoy that. So.
0: Yeah, um, we'll be we'll be hanging out. Um we'll be there for a couple of days. I don't know. It should be pretty fun. I'm looking forward to it. I know that we're going to we're going to do some fun stuff with Danny, some 3D printing stuff, some Warhammer-y stuff. Uh, I know he's not, like, super into Warhammer. he is mostly D&D stuff, but uh, uh, he, he, did, he did say that he has some Warhammer stuff at his place, so we're going to dig through his crap and see what he's got.
1: <laughs> yeah, Danny is going to be in the middle of his next Kickstarter at that point, too. Mm-hmm. So pretty much once a year, he runs a Kickstarter for STL files, and plus i think a lot of times they often come with uh like D &D adventure modules and stuff and i don't don't know exactly what's in this next one but i know there are minis or or stl files at least so yeah when we visit him he is going to be in the middle of a kickstarter and so if he wants to use us to print and paint (laughs) minis from that uh, to to hype it up uh I
0: I think that's, that's probably what
1: this is, is that Danny,
0: Danny was like, oh, uh, there's a Warhammer event in Florida. Well, I'm pretty sure I can get Brent and Casey to come down here and I'll let them. Yeah. Yeah. Stay at my place, guys. Like, I know I'm in the middle of this super stressful 30 day Kickstarter that, that uh, was really important to me, but we'll (laughs) hang out and uh, yeah, we can paint some minis. How about this mini? How about this little turtle? How about this tree man? Uh, and he's just going to feed us 3D models until we're dead and we have to fly home. I think that's what's going to happen.
1: I've I've seen some of what he's coming out with, and there is an adorable set of kobolds, among a whole bunch of other stuff, that if he wants to just lock us in his, his garage for a <laughs> couple of days and make us print and paint kobolds, right? So sounds like a weekend basement, to me. There
0: yeah. basements in Florida.
1: <laughs> Stop yeah. by the tournament for half an hour to pick up a few uh, Holgas right. And, call what, a day, it day head, head on back to the lair
0: yeah yep so whatever happens happens but uh yeah we'll be down there if you want to meet up just uh i don't know we'll, we'll, we'll be walking around
1: Yeah, we'll as be well, around as, I'm
0: Not sure Not sure how how to handle that
1: Just is a thing it's a place we'll all be there yeah, yeah. we'll be there how big could this place possibly be we'll we'll be there i don't big. know the answer to it we'll find out <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll, we'll be at the line to uh buy holga That's yeah. where we'll be
0: yes because we're not playing in the tournament
1: yeah we'll we'll be arguing with the to about uh trying to enter the tournament with an army <laughs> entirely of 3d printed models that's, that's where we'll that, be.
0: that'll exactly be exactly what we're going to be talking about um or you know how many Holgas can we buy on day one, and can we enter the tournament day two? <laughs> <laughs> like they're My all HQ chaos warriors. Is a it's chaos fine, right?
1: lord named Holga, <laughs> and she's leading mostly battle line units of chaos warriors. I mean, it, entirely it makes clones sense. of Helga. Holga.
0: It's a clone. That army. is a
1: very expensive army.
0: <laughs> it would be thirty five dollars per model. You probably need a hundred bottles at least. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I assume it's thirty five dollars per bottle. But I have to that's assume. A good it guess. Is. Yeah, uh, I mean, I could are. see him like cranking it to forty or forty five. Like yeah. Uh, once I'm in Orlando, like I'm I'm gonna buy <laughs> one. That's I might not exactly buy two or right. at that price. I'm telling you, uh,
0: I still will because you know, you know, that night throw it on eBay. It's eighty bucks. Like everybody calls you a dick, but you still made forty bucks. Like. <laughs> That's just how it is. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll we'll see where that situation ends up. Yeah, but yeah, we're, be fun? we're excited to uh, go to our first convention in a long time <laughs> to uh, meet each other, to meet uh, old Danny. Yeah, three D printed tabletop, and yeah, it should be fun.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I have no idea what else we're supposed to talk. There's more stuff on the list.
1: It certainly is. So Uh, uh, by the time this episode airs, the uh, raffle will be up for this year's Nova Open Charitable Foundation. And yeah, so I've got a couple entries that you can bid, not bid on, buy raffle tickets for. Got a a, a, Warhammer Underworlds Warband of Chaos Warriors in my (laughs) Goober Town yellow paint scheme. Yes. So, Kagra's Ravagers, and uh, you can buy raffle tickets for that. And I also Did painted you? one HQ on Hellstrider for a corn army that's uh, up for raffle. Right. Um, and of course, there's always a ton of great stuff. I haven't looked through all the entries, but I know Guy from Midwinter Minis is raffling off all of his Blackstone Fortress figures which is like 40 videos from his channel uh the, crap, yeah. the ones that kind of made that channel in the first place so
0: That's a lot. That's a lot. I
1: think that like, I think that entry I mean you should still buy raffle tickets because you can still win but I think that uh, is going to get a lot of uh yeah. a lot of tickets sold which is awesome because it's raising money for doctors yeah, without yeah. borders or something like that so yeah. Something
0: good. I'm sure something good. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they've got a couple of charities that they work with, and they're they're all good. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know,
0: yeah.
1: I've never been one to uh, quibble over which charity is is most worthy, yeah.
0: <laughs> right? They're all doing the best. Yeah, they I think can. you know, NOCF <laughs> either
1: like supports uh, veterans or supports Doctors Without Borders or uh, Children's Foundation or, or something like they're all. We're all it's good. All I well, don't want man. to be like, yeah, this is this is a bunk charity. Like, this is the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> like, uh, your raffle supports that charity. Like, uh, just, just buy the ticket. Yeah. Get you get you some Blackstone Fortress set. Right. Yeah. I mean,
0: not only is it a lot of models, and it's like it's the entire box, right? So you have a fully painted game.
1: You know I think and at least one expansion I think a couple expansions probably probably
0: but the fact yeah. that there is a video for literally every single model in that box like ups the value so much that's pretty silly yeah. That, oh, yeah that is incredible like imagine you are the person who's like you you know you you have this box and you're sitting with your friends and you're like yeah it's a pretty sweet box you want to mm-hmm. play somebody goes man I really like this whatever this model is you' like oh yeah yeah, you like that? Well, check this out. 20 minutes video. You minute want to video. see how it was painted? <laughs> Literally, yeah. You can bust that out any you want.
1: Like, that's that's pretty special. Yeah, this one was painted yeah. in 17 minutes and 34 seconds. You want to see? Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You too can paint this model <laughs> in
0: under 20 minutes. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, the, the video aspect of it, definitely like, uh, it, it pulls in that story, and that's what it mm-hmm. is, right? It's the story. It's part of this, like, history of of like a weird-ass history of of warhammer of this like youtube times <laughs>
1: you know yeah. and pretty sure uh duncan Rhodes is is raffling off like a custode's army or something like that oh, i don't know army huh? nova open charitable foundation worth looking up there's lots of raffle tickets to buy Uh, I think they ship anywhere if you, if you win the raffle and yeah, good, good causes. And I've, I've gotten to the point where I think it's uh, maybe bad manners for me to buy raffle tickets or it's bad manners for me to win a raffle. I should say that. (laughs) Well, only if it's, it's it's not technically off limits, but if I won the Blackstone Fortress set, I would not feel cool about that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. At the same time though like if you were the person willing to give the most amount of money for it as far well, as like oh a, well, no yeah, I guess a it's not it's a, raffle. It's a raffle system. You're right. So yeah. no you would you would absolutely be the dick in that situation. Mhm. Yeah. Don't do that.
1: Because I mean I think they are completely fair uh, about actually drawing a real person's name out of a hat. But sure. if I randomly was selected to get all of guys' names. <laughs> <laughs> not a good look not a good not a, look
0: so. no not a good look at all no
1: Oof. Uh, so we're going to avoid that possibility I think so but. what
0: you're saying is I need to put one raffle ticket on everything and then eBay uh-huh. whatever I win <laughs> that's what you're saying
1: well you would you would but I
0: would but I would also say X percentage goes towards a charitable foundation yeah. just piggyback and, and make it even think, better
1: Um. Uh, so the last couple of years, I have at least bought a few tickets for something. And I know last year, I can't remember exactly what I bought, but, but I, I'm pretty sure I bought a few tickets for Vince's... Uh, the
0: palette paper, right? We talked palette about paper.
1: That. Yeah, Vince Vince took all his wet palette paper from yeah. the past year and framed it. And it was a pretty cool little uh, piece of abstract art. A lot of yeah. fun splotches of color, splotches of color, it fr- all framed up. Mm-hmm. A nice little piece so I, I bought some tickets for that but i may i may look through and you know pick pick some of the the smaller items that that won't necessarily get the same amount of love that <laughs> guy's entire blackstone fortress set with 40 <laughs> videos featuring those models and the uh, right maybe, maybe, maybe uh buy a few tickets for for some of the the cool models i like that aren't aren't getting that crazy spotlight on it so
0: yeah That'd be cool.
1: Uh, So, yeah, good cause and raffles are just always fun. So, yep, 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 yep.
0: Well, I won something recently, but it wasn't a raffle.
1: (laughs) What was it? (laughs) It was still awesome
0: though. So, um, I found this O.C.R.C. Bone Reapers army, like a lot of models. Like I think there's sixty or so odd models in the army. Looks pretty good. Like painted, whatever. Doesn't matter to me. Um. But I actually ended up buying the army after kind of haggling with the guy a little bit. You know, they the, got to make an offer kind of thing. Okay. Um, so I went back and forth a couple times. I ended up with the army for 160 bucks, which is $10 more than I've paid for any army on eBay. But it's about the same size, and I'm pretty stoked about it. It looks pretty good. and I think that it's going to go a long way in making a pretty sweet army. Technically, with the Nagash that I was kindly gifted by someone, it is over two thousand points of O.C.R. Bone Reapers. So, yeah, free army. Well, one hundred sixty dollars army. That's what I'm saying. Pretty sweet.
1: Congratulations, Casey. Mm-hmm. I hope you'll mm-hmm. be very happy together. And uh, no, I'm, I'm interested <laughs> to see what you do with some uh, some O.C.R.s.
0: Yeah, I've never never painted any before. I bought a couple. I've I've got a few sitting around just because they're kind of interesting. I got those funky faces, you know, uh, never well, done yeah. anything with them, but, uh, it's got all the battle line. It's got all the stuff. Uh, I also found a Morgast Archive, like one of those old school ones, uh, the bigger death models, uh, for like eight bucks. Out of nowhere. It's like 60 bucks for
1: two of those things.
0: $8.
1: Congratulations. I felt good. Yeah. And I haven't been cruising eBay and I'm I'm not too sad about that actually. I'm I'm glad I haven't been spending <laughs> a lot of money in the last <laughs> few months. At least not on that yeah. stuff. Yeah. No, that is the like most I've Go- spent. Yeah. You have GoPros. <laughs> I've been buying GoPros for, for videos that bomb. That's what I've been doing. But <laughs> Right. <laughs> uh
0: yeah, like the the like ratio of how much did you spend to how much did you make. <laughs>
1: Per pervert, yeah. Look, you got you got to spend big to live big, Casey. That's, that's true. Uh-huh. You canoe it up sometimes. You
0: gotta you gotta lose a few Space Marines to the the lake.
1: That's that's life, you know. It's life. You miss all the shots you don't take, or or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm I'm happy about your Bone Reapers, Casey. And for all of you folks who are cruising eBay, and you were looking at those Bone Reapers in case he beat you to it, don't feel bad. That's what he does. He's That's a pro. Yeah. yeah. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> sit there. You get the notification that you won. Just dust it off. Oh, I, that, That's that what That I felt do. good.
0: That felt good. Because, cause, you know, he came back, right? He came back at first. You know, originally, it's like $200. I'm like, no, 150 and then he's like, no, 175. And I said, no. Like, 160.
1: <laughs> and then you he's are like... are good at what you do. All right. <laughs> All right. And I said,
0: yes. <laughs> yep. Very good. That's that's how you do it. Um. As far as anything else on the list of updates that we actually need to talk about, I really only have one thing left to say and uh i think it's probably the same thing that you have to say and it's really has nothing to do with us and then that's pretty much all we got
1: hit us casey
0: dungeons and daddies yeah now i know i turned Brant onto this podcast not too long ago um and I'm just, I'm just going to say flat out, like if you are listening and it is this far into this podcast right now, and I can say this safely because you've made it this far and thank you for listening. But you need to drop this terrible ass podcast and go listen to that one
1: instead. Again, that uh, name is Dungeons and Daddies. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, yeah, it's a a D and d podcast about uh, four dads from our world who get transported mm-hmm. into the Forgotten Realms and they got to find their kids. They're yes. driving around in their minivan looking for their kids in the Forgotten Realms and meeting all kinds of funny characters. And... Yes. Yeah. Now,
0: so there, there are a couple of reasons that I wanted to bring this up. First of all, it is an awesome podcast. Okay. And you should definitely have that in your list if you're into anything like that. Like, it even if you don't play Dungeons & Dragons, like, it's edited extremely well. And yeah. it's just very high quality it's so nice uh, little uh,
1: audio drama. That's yeah, that's mostly much. funny, and I've gotten a lot of work done while listen- I mean, while right. listening to all kinds of podcasts, but that one in particular, one recently, especially yeah. for the past couple of weeks, oh yeah, yeah Dungeons and it, Daddies. Yeah,
0: very bingeable, very very listenable. It's it's awesome. Um, one of the dads in the podcast, as a stretch goal on Patreon, paints people's D and D minis. Hmm. So I know, and I know it's a stretch. But I know that he knows at least who one of us is.
1: <laughs> Wait, therefore,
0: <what? laughs> well, just think about it. Just, just roll with me for a second. Oh, right.
1: St- oh, you're talking so, like statistically speaking, like... statistically
0: speaking, one of the dudes is a mini painter. Uh-huh. He paints minis for people as a stretch goal on their Patreon. They have like 15,000 patrons. Okay. This is like a no joke, actually good podcast and all this stuff. Um, but I'm, I'm just saying, that there is a chance that he knows at least one of us more likely it's you, but I'm just saying that like a uh, degrees of separation between us and then being able to, you know what I'm talking about? Like,
1: you know, I'm yeah. giving a podcast recommendation because I believe in the podcast. Casey is trying to meet someone famous. So, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Not even so much that. I just think it's interesting that uh, that it, that that's life. I guess I don't know that uh, the potential to even perhaps influence someone's painting that you're then listening to on a podcast. It's just a weird thing. That's all.
1: It's a crazy world, man.
0: It is. It's a crazy world. Uh, also, it would be fun to meet anyone on that podcast. <laughs>
1: And it would be fun to meet any of you in Orlando, Florida. That's true. Looking forward to that. And on that note, but like, don't go just just for us, but like, if you're gonna be there anyway, yeah, yeah, say hi. It'd
0: I mean, be great. yeah, that'd, that'd be weird if you showed up for no particular reason. Yeah, like we don't know if we'll actually see you. You know,
1: yeah.
0: can't promise that.
1: And if I'm I'm eating orange chicken, you're gonna have to carry the conversation because I'm gonna be busy That's eating true. orange chicken, but. I'd be happy for your company all the same.
0: I mean, if you yeah. like orange chicken, I like orange chicken.
1: And when I'm done with the chicken, we can hang out.
0: Yeah. I yeah. won't give you my cookie though. I, I like I like the cookie.
1: My mall doesn't give fortune cookies, they just give kinda like what? an extra scoop of orange chicken. Okay, well
0: if you're if you're you're putting up orange chicken versus a, a fortune cookie, I'd much rather have the extra scoop of orange chicken. So your mall is superior. Thank you for letting me know that. I wonder if I can make a deal. Mine.
1: And on that note.
0: Yeah. Thank
1: you again for joining us on another
0: episode of Paint Bravely. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes, subscribing to the YouTube channel, and sharing this message with your hobby friends. As always, we appreciate each and every one of you for listening, and we will talk to you next time.
1: Red Bull, the summer edition. The taste of dragon fruit. Artificially flavored. I had no idea what this was when I bought it, but it is not bad, honestly. Like, uh... Mm. See you next time. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It's not that I wanted to meet anybody on that podcast. I'm just saying it's a weird thing to be like a one degree of separation. It's the Kevin Bacon thing, man. Like, why you got to throw me under the bus like that? (laughs) Are you telling me you wouldn't want to meet Kevin Bacon if he's standing right in front of you? Like, it's Mr. Kevin Bacon.
1: I'd love to meet those guys. Yeah. Maybe someday we we engineer it so that we're at the same convention. We, We hear that they're going to... I don't know, Comic-Con or someplace that I don't really care about going, but I go anywhere. I bet they go to, like, PAX West. I bet that's their... Probably. Yeah. It would have to be, yeah, uh, West. Yeah. Not East. Not East. Yeah. Not East. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, we go sometime. We just kind of do, like, a few flybys, see if there's mm-hmm. any, any mm-hmm. hints of recognition, you know?
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm a mini painter. Uh, yeah, I, I just, you, you get that, that look, like, oh. Mm-hmm. You Ooh. know the way of the paint. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw Mike from Red Letter Media randomly at, uh, at like, a museum in Chicago. And I'm pretty That's
0: sure... super weird.
1: And, like, I made eye contact with him, and, like, he looked scared for a second. And, uh... He uh, like, am like, not here, sure, not here. i pretty sure <laughs> it was him.
0: Yeah. He's like, this can't happen. This doesn't it's, happen. Uh,
1: formative moment for both of us yeah (laughs) Yeah, i'm sure (laughs) all right we should probably shut this game (laughs) up yeah